Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Medicare Solutions of West Texas, Lori Kasler, Tanya Blackburn, local people that know the business, know what Medicare is and how to best protect you. And they're right here where you can call them and talk to them. You can go in and see them. It's really a great deal. And actually, once you do that, then you get it because they'll be able to explain it to you and get you the coverage you need. 2513 86th Street. Sweet B, 2513 86th Street, or give them a call at 806-781-3904. They are experts at Medicare, Medicare Solutions of West Texas. All right. We're going to call James Dickey right now, and in the meantime, I'm going to tell you, uh, let's see. Texter says, Hobbs has a great facility. I was shocked. Hobbs has a history of good baseball. Hobbs has a good history of sports, you know, basketball, baseball, uh First time I met or was around uh, Dr. D'Elise, Mark D'Elise. He was playing for the Hobbs Eagles yeah. baseball in Monterey. We went over there and went to another state and played baseball. That's fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. All right, here's a texture says, I have tickets to the Final Four. Can't sell them for $60. Texture says, how can I get a TNA cap? Tell you what, we ought to do that. That's ah, too late. We ought to sell them. We ought to sell them well, at Cardinals. I always, thought, I always thought we ought to sell them at Cardinals, and all all the proceeds go to Tech. Trent Petrie. Go to Tech or show, yeah. go to something. <laughs> go to something. That'd be fun. All right, we're going to try to get Coach James Dickey on. He is on the phone. Coach, thanks for – this is four weeks in a row. You're like a regular now on the show. Well, I want to renegotiate my uh, contract after today. <laughs> I bet you do, because you got a bad after, one with us. After, after today, I want to renegotiate. I don't know. I'm not sure I have much leverage after some of the games I picked. <laughs> I know it's hard to pick them this year, Coach. I'm so you know who would have ever thought that the Final Four would be these teams? What they say, 27 out of. A gazillion billion yeah. have this final four and they're how did they do well, it? Well, they just drew names out of a hat. Blind, I mean they didn't luck. they didn't think it out. <laughs> yeah, because if you thought about it, coach, you picked the wrong teams. Oh, I tell you what, I uh I uh, I didn't get anybody uh in the final four. Uh but I'm not a prognosticator. I just try to like to evaluate games and I like to look at coaches and see what the matchups are. But I think it's great for college basketball, even though a lot of people maybe are a little critical. There's not some blue buds, but I think this is great uh, for the college game. And it just goes back to what uh, David, you and Gary said the first week we were on when we talked about the portal. We talked about the NIL. We talked about the older players uh, from the COVID situation. And I think the combination of these things, plus – these teams are good. These coaches have done a great job. But I, I do think that those three things that you guys brought up on the first week, I think they are certainly very instrumental in what we're seeing right now in college basketball and in the Final Four. Hey, remind remind the listeners out there what kind of uh, intelligent three things we came up with. <laughs> he just did. 
Oh, the uh, the uh, the COVID uh, getting the extra year from COVID, uh, the uh, NIL, yeah. uh, and the and the portal. Yeah, yep. that portals. There you go. That portals you guys, crazy. You guys, you guys thought that we talked about that the first uh, the first show four weeks ago about uh, what has changed in the college basketball and the and the things. You know, one of the big uh, things that changed while I was in coaching over the years was the. Uh, was a shot clock in the three-point line, which yeah. uh, you know really changed really changed the game. But everybody adjusted, and they will adjust to this. But gosh, I just I don't think I really wish they'd get control over this transfer situation. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I just I that's one thing I don't think is good for college basketball. Uh, I don't either. I understand about players getting paid, but if I go out and I work my behind off and I recruit a player and develop him with individual workouts and he gets better, then if he wants to leave, that's fine. But I think there should be a penalty here. I think the same thing uh, on the grad transfers, even though we we want everybody to graduate and we hope they do, but still, if they graduate after three years, have the year of eligibility, I really believe that they should have. And we talked about this, uh, Gary, I think on the second show about the transfers, but I really think there should be a penalty. Coaches have a penalty uh, of the buyout, and I really and I'm not talking about just basketball or football. I'm talking about across the board in all sports. Is they can transfer, but they ought to have to sit out a year. Okay, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I really do. And at, at the least, the second time they do it. I mean, you can't just let them hop. You know, there's guys that we had a football player this year. I think it's his fifth school. Yeah. It's his fifth yeah. school. I might be making that up, but it's I don't, close I don't to think that. Four or five schools. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. I There's basketball players that are on their, you know, their third transfer, and and the other thing is, you know, you can think it's a little bit facetious, but the way it's going, somebody could start for Texas Tech in the fall, and then end up starting the spring semester for the Longhorns. I mean, <laughs> the way it's going, I just. I I am so against that. I always have been, mm-hmm. and I I'm not against players make they're uncomfortable in certain situations. They, they they don't feel like they need to be there. They don't fit the style. Okay, I get it. You can leave. Same thing with coaches. They don't maybe like where they're living. Uh, they're not a good fit for that school. They pay their buyout and leave. But just to let a guy get up and leave, and then go someplace else. What that does, it just opens it up for people recruiting off your own campus, and I do not like that at all. Hey, I think it's going to finally come, James, to where after the game you don't go shake hands with the other team because you got that coach, you know, chum, chumming up to old yeah, I'll be, I'll be Billy, in touch. Billy, who had 30 <laughs> points, you know, gives him that little extra squeeze. You know, on the grip. My so. people will get in touch with your people. I was, you know, yeah, I was that's talking. Funny you said that. That's funny you said that. I was. I was not a very good player, but I remember uh, when I chose uh, Central Arkansas over my mom and dad's alma mater, uh, Arkansas Tech. When we played them, the assistant coach came by and shook my hands. He said, "Hey, if you'll come to our place, we'll let you shoot it more." And that was, you know, that was forty <laughs> years ago. And and uh, you, I, I agree with you uh, that sure, and 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 you know this. Everybody's got a representative. Everybody's got a guy. You got to talk to my guy. Well, my guy says, "Hey, Coach Aspy says he can get you a lot more from the NIL. He's going to let you shoot it more. So, hey, why don't you come play for us?" That that's go that goes on all the time. All the time. I'm so against that. 
But if you had a penalty where if you said, hey, you got to sit a year, you're going to have to go to class, you're going to have to pass a certain number of hours, you got to work on your game, you're not going to be able to compete. I think that would really down. change the point. That, that would slow it down. I kept thinking, you talk about being facetious. You know, I've actually, when we talked about this, I thought maybe during a game, sometimes that a kid may just switch uniforms. At half. At half. <laughs> I'm gonna play for the other. They're winning. Yeah, (laughs) it it could. I guess you know, it's crazy what's going. All right, let's talk about Grandma Caslin. I know that you're thrilled to death about him being here and coming back, and and you're the guy that got him started, Coach. You're the guy that tell that tell that story about how you got started with Grant. Well, I was I was really lucky. Grant, uh, I I knew Grant when he was a player at. uh, Baylor, and you know he's just one of those great team guys that was enthusiastic, encouraging, and always positive. And he came and worked our uh, basketball camps at Tech, and I was so impressed with him. And when he graduated, at that particular time, you know we still didn't have all the the the, the facilities and also the the financial to be able to hire as many experienced guys. So I had to look for up and coming uh, guys. And Grant was graduating. And uh, I, had, I had a spot uh, where I'd moved Will Flemings up, and I wanted somebody to come in and be director of operations and could help us, and I didn't have a lot of uh, money. And Grant had impressed us, and he was going to Sam Houston to be a uh, GA, but then uh, we ended up convincing him to come and be our uh, director of operations for a little bit more money, not a lot, not a lot. But uh, he did ca- come, and he did a great job uh, for us. He was very impressive and I'm really proud of Grant and CC and their family and, and what he's accomplished. And uh, I think it'll be great for uh, Tech. He'll, he'll be terrific for the basketball program, for the athletic department, the university, and the Lubbock community. And uh, Grant is one of those uh, just uh, – he's a really high-character uh, individual. Uh, he's a student of the game and uh, obviously had a terrific year and did a great job at North Texas. And one of my great friends, Ren Baker, who's now the – uh, the athletic director at uh, West Virginia. He was at North Texas. He actually hired uh, Grant at North Texas. So uh, I'm really happy for uh, Grant and his family and happy for uh, uh, Texas Tech and all the great fans out there. And I think the players will really enjoy playing for Grant because I know one thing about Grant, uh, no matter how how tough any of us are, Grant cares about his players and he'll be fair. Hey, Coach, I heard this this week, and I know today's April Fool's Day, and this is an April Fool's joke. But I heard this this week, <clears> that <throat> this thing's going to come full circle, that uh, you're going to come back and be director of op- basketball operations at Texas Tech is that University. Tr- is that true? I can absolutely tell you unequivocally that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you wanted to get back in the game and that you're coming back to Tech, maybe assistant coach. Well, I'd love to get back in the game, but uh, – I had a I had a great run there. I, I loved it. I had my time, and uh, now it's time for uh, someone else. And uh, but I I do love Lubbock. I could come back and live in, in in Lubbock. That was the thing that, of all the things, and I've never really talked about this a lot, but of all the things that I guess upset me the most uh, when they made the change was me with me is that that had just been fair and upfront because what I told them. In the initial meetings, I said, if you all want to make a change, let's work this out amicably because I might want to stay here and live. 
And let's work yeah. this out amicably. And it didn't happen. And uh, I, I was so disappointed in the way it was handled just from that because I love Lubbock. My family loved Lubbock. In fact, we stayed there a year uh, after I got fired uh, when I did television for uh, Oklahoma State. We actually stayed there because we, as you know, David and, and Gary, I knew you guys, but obviously David was my neighbor, he and Jan and their kids. We just, we love Lubbock, the people, and we love living there. We love having you here. And I'm sorry that happened the way that it did. You know, it, it, well, that's not, listen, that's not, that's, it's a big boys game. It and is. It, <laughs> it I, hurts. The thing, that was, the, the thing that was disappointing is that I offered it up. And, uh, and, uh, and they said, oh, no, no, we're not going to do anything. And then, you know, I, uh, I'm pretty forgiving, but uh, if somebody lies to me or steals from me, I'm not very forgiving at all. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Hey, Coach, you don't you don't ever realize you mentioned CC uh, Grant's wife. She was a former Red Raider soc- soccer player. You don't realize these little right. changes in life. You call Grant and said, "Come to Tech." He comes to Tech. He meets CC. They're married. They have four children now. That phone call you made to him to that day. Changed his life forever, and now he's the new head basketball Changed coach. Changed those four kids' lives. Changed the four kids' lives. He's got he's got two daughters and two boys, and uh, Amaris, Amaris, I don't know how she says it. Jersey, Jet, and Beckett. Oh boy, they. Right. I know it. He's got a he's got a he's got a wonderful family. They'll be a great addition, and uh, you know we were we were so glad to have Grant there, and you know he's just a. He's a real positive guy. He's got a lot of energy. And uh, for all of us, we know what a gauntlet the Big 12 is, and it's always a challenge no matter what school you're at. But, uh, you know, I just – I'm so thankful that Tech has all the resources that they do today because what it does, it gives them an opportunity to compete at the highest level. Uh, Chris obviously took them to the championship game. So Tech has a chance to compete nationally. And also every year in the Big Twelve, and the, the I just uh, I'm so thankful that the supporters and the community have got behind uh, the program like they have, and they've got they've got a lot of great coaches out there, terrific athletic department, and to me the thing that's always been special about West Texas and Lubbock are the people, just just quality people, people you want to be around, and uh, I, I think that's terrific, and I love seeing the Spirit Arena field because I think it gives them a tremendous home court advantage. It does. No doubt about it. Oh, Coach, we only got a minute and a half left. Uh, Final fours this weekend. Can you help us uh, fill out the rest of our bracket? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I, I really think, Gary, I think, I really do believe that any of the four teams could win. Yeah, yeah I do yeah. too. Uh, I think, I think talent-wise, and the team that is, you can't say one team's hotter than the other because they've all made the final four. But I really love Connecticut because of their their size across the front line and their guards, and they got healthy. You know, they, they were pretty good early. Then they went through a period where I think they lost uh, seven of eight or six of seven right in there. And people kind of thought, well, maybe they're not that good. And then they got healthy, and, boy, they've made a terrific run. But they're big, they're strong. They're athletic. They've got great guard play. But then you look at Miami. Miami has great skill. Uh, uh, Jimmy Laranega, who is a friend of mine who I really like, Jimmy does a great job of coaching. It's been 17 years since he took George Mason to the Final Four, but he's a veteran coach, Coach May at Florida Atlantic. That team right there, they just 
they play with such positive energy and they have terrific confidence. And then Coach Dutcher, I've known Coach Dutcher, he was instrumental in recruiting the Fab Five at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when he was with Bill Frieder and uh, uh, Steve Fisher, they, he did a great job. And I'm happy for Brian because he is. He's been a, a loyal assistant for many years. He's done a great job at San Diego State. And those guys now, they are tough and they can defend. So I really think any of them could win it. But you look across the board, Connecticut's really, really talented. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be my guess. I think the winner of that game, Connecticut-Miami, will be the will probably be the next. I hope champion. so. That's who I picked in our deal. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Coach Johnny Owens uh, – Text in and said, be sure and tell you hello from Johnny O. Well, you tell Johnny and Cindy that James Dickey said hello there to him. My favorite people like you two guys. And uh, tell him I said hi and tell him thank you. He's a great friend of mine. Yeah, and a great Red he's Raider. A good, he's a great one. Great Red Raider to oh, boot. Oh, yeah. He is a great Red Raider, that's for sure. Coach, we're about to go. Thank you so much for and doing this out. with he's us. Out. This has been so fun. You've done a great job. I don't know about that, but I'm thankful you guys had me on. It's always an honor and a pleasure. And uh, uh, you all get out, get behind Grant out there and get it going. We'll do it. We'll do it, Coach. Coach James Dickey, everybody. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Cardinal Sports Center, everything sports, everything Texas Tech. I mean, I love that catchphrase they have everything then they are when you walk in that store you're gonna say man i can get everything in here yeah it's it's a fun place to go and i'm assuming everybody's been in there but if you haven't go in there it's, yeah it's worth the walk around it really is fun place to go just outside the loop on slide road they can do uniforms and all the equipment for you need for baseball basketball whatever sport you're going to play plus fashion stuff for uh, men and women that the, their clothing lines are just outstanding big big selection of under armor it's really really cool place and rc taylor distributing company that's where you'll uh, be able to get nine thousand different items they'll bring it right to your door convenience store type items that uh, that you can get and uh they'd love to help you and and uh it, all you got to do is give them a call and say hey give i want to give brad me a Kroom update here brad uh you know he's rc taylor and yeah. uh, he uh he's doing doing well he's uh doing well well that's good 806 765 7706 he's doing well and we're glad to hear it that's for sure all right well sounds like we have uh is oh. gus calling uh, what are we doing? Gus on the air. Okay, well, he's on the phone. Oh. Yeah, he's on the show. Well, you can count on Gus. Well, I could hear something in the background. And hey, I... y'all getting paid by the hour or by the game? <laughs> I think it's just the game. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the game. You need to get an hourly because she whiz. Yeah, I was uh... – how about hanging around? Well, that that felt like, and I, I was a, I was still in high school, but I remember Tech and Baylor in 1984, and y'all playing 30 to 21 games and 21 to 19 games. Well, that's what that reminded yeah, me of. It was like a double header in the second game of a double header. We're up 19 to 12 on Baylor, a day like yesterday, yeah. and uh, we'd been there all day. I think the San Diego Chicken was here that yeah, day. Was, the Chicken was there. <clears throat> the yeah. Chicken was oh, yeah. here. Biggest crowd ever at Tech up to that point. And uh, but people had left by then because we'd been there probably eight hours, and uh, the top of the ninth comes and we're up nineteen to twelve, and I never do this, never did it before, never did it after this. But I said, "Hey guys, get this stuff sacked up. Let's get ready to get oh, out of here." And they sack up all the stuff, 
And Baylor just sort of like the tech inning last night, just chip, 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 chip. And then all of a sudden it's 19 to 19. Unsack it. Okay, get the stuff out, boys. Oh, and they beat us 20 to 19 in 10, in 10 innings. So, anyway. oh. I think that deal last night, you know, they're, they have big old kind of crossfire and left hander. Oh, hey, that was other than our reliever, Becker, there at the end. I thought that was the best pitcher of the night. That left. I didn't want to. I would not want. Most guys, I say, I wouldn't mind facing that guy. I didn't want to face this guy, that left-hander. Yeah. And I think we scored nine runs and didn't get a ball. Got one ball out of the out of the infield. Yeah. No. He, and he walked three and hit one. And yeah. But but I and I'm sure that's what. It, I, you know the. I just I just thought in the midst of those walks when when he you know they were. You can see that thing squeezing down on him. I don't mean the strikes. I'm talking about just him, like yeah, uh, you know, yeah. aiming it. You know, you know how it is. The crowd getting into well, it. Well, like, part of it was that plate umpire. I know, but he, but he just you could see that, and that's a freshman. That's a dang freshman. And I'm looking out there, and there's seven hitters in. You know, and you know, and what I'm doing up there, probably what you're doing, Coach Ash. You're going, hey, that's a tying run over there. Hey, this is yeah. a tying run at the plate. When you're down nine, you don't think that. And then when you finally get that, you know, you get there. And, I, and I'm like, and I'm looking down there. Now, we had a heavy left-handed lineup, and I'm sure that was the matchup he wanted. But I'm looking out there in the bullpen, and they're not even, they're not even moving. And I'm going. Well, and here's, here's what I think's why ooh. is because we didn't put the fat part of the bat on the ball the entire uh-uh. inning other than the double down the left field line. And, and all he's got to do is throw strikes. And he, and he just – couldn't. <laughs> and, I know. He, he had there, good dude. stuff though. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't happening, Coach. I can't do it. And <laughs> well, then you... there, yeah, that's exactly right. And boy, they, you know, they threw away that ground ball, that big high chopper from the hole. They threw it away, and then I think E six, and maybe struck out the next guy. And you're like, they're they're about to be out of the inning. And then we scored. So eight of eight of the nine came with two outs after the throwing error and are unearned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it didn't hurt his ERA, but it sure, sure hurt his confidence. Yeah, oh my gosh, what a mess! I think it really the whole game was a mess for both sides. Tech was sloppy and wasn't good on the mound, and and you know what was cool though the the moment that was cool. Ethan Coombs came in. Yes, he walked a couple, but at that time you're you know he did he but he he got us out of that deal, and he's become this kind of little source of inspiration because that's a kid from Roswell that played it. Eastern New Mexico, played at Howard Payne, played at Lubbock Christian, and is now a sixth-year senior here at Tech. Wow. From all the COVID and injuries and stuff. He's 27. He yeah, he, <laughs> I, I, maybe 24. But and, and, you know, and he's so far down the roster. Like, back in January when I saw him, I thought, I wonder if he'll make this team, you know, because they have to shoot a couple of guys out to get it to 39 or whatever it is. But – with him being like a COVID guy and on his last year, that's those, you can expand the roster by as many of those as you have. And so it's probably pretty easy to keep him. But now that guy's like threw two scoreless against Oklahoma State two weeks ago. Yesterday he gets us out of that mess inning. And, uh, and then, but, but, but how cool was Beckel coming in to go the eighth and the ninth after the well, four-game suspension and all that? What like, that shows man. you is a really good pitcher – even with the wind blowing out 30 miles an hour, is a really good pitcher. Yeah. He was just the only really good pitcher that went out there <laughs> yesterday. He has a 0.56 ERA, Beckel. Yeah, he's he's, uh, really he's good. a good one. But I'm driving uh, – after the nine-run inning, I've had enough. 
Yeah, I've been out there three hours and then so, and we're winning, <coughs> and we're ahead. And and, and if we lose it, I don't want to see it. You know, I don't want to be there if we blow this. We're we're either going to win this game or I don't want to be here. To see I won't be here to see it. Headed to the car. So I'm driving home and ding, my phone goes off and it's Pat Foster, Stumpy, who lives down in Houston, played played four mm-hmm. years out here with me, and he goes, "This looks like little league baseball." And I yep. said, "Well, what it reminds me of is the bad old days." Those were the yeah, bad old days when you had, you know, <laughs> when you didn't have enough pitching to to stop anything, but you had the hitting. So, uh, yeah. sort of like I wished you'd have got paid by the hour. I wished I'd have got paid by the hour back in the old days because because <laughs> we never we didn't have any short games. I uh, yeah I uh, the, you know once you get into a game like that and it's as crappy and floppy as that is, everybody's ready to turn the page. But you're also like we got to find a way well, to win. Let's win this dang thing. Yeah. The only thing worse than sitting through this crap is losing. Somebody, crap. somebody's got to stay out here four <laughs> hours and lose. Yeah. So that's exactly right. Well, that's I why I wanted to have you on. It was such a unique game, yeah. and then coming off of uh, off of what we've been through, we we really needed need, we didn't need to lose that one. No, and and you're exactly right. I don't. And the you know the Beckel thing was just kind of icing on the cake with that storyline, and. uh Boy, it was you know that 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 kind of changed things, uh, you know. And I, I just can imagine his emotion, you know. And then the way the game starts is like, well, I'm probably not pitching today. That doesn't mean he took a nap or anything, but probably just sitting out there in the bullpen. Yeah, you know. And then all of a sudden, this thing happens. Like, hey, Beckel, like here's your chance to come back and show everyone what they were missing these last four games because it, it's hard to put a finger on. Which of those he would have impacted one of those two games in Austin? One of the two, probably Saturday Sunday walk offs. Would yeah. we have won the game anyway? It's hard to say because really our offense wasn't that great down there. It, um, it was one one or two games that you lost that you could potentially could have won. Yeah, and I'm you, not going to say should have, but could have. Yeah, you, yeah, that's exactly it because you're you're. You know, because they they scored their run so quick in the ninth, it's not to think that they couldn't have scored four or five if they'd have needed to. But we would all rather that happened with Beckel on the mound and us feeling like okay, they beat our best guy instead of the suspension deal. And then you turn that forward, and he might have pitched the last two innings in Albuquerque. Yeah, you know, yeah. So who, who knows how much that impacted things and what where it is? But here we are now, and boy, they need. You know, they need wins. The, the interesting thing about this conference right now is Tech, OSU, TCU, and Texas are all playing each other now. I mean, that's, that's a weird like, schedule. Yes, it's so front loaded. I just thought it was our schedule that was front loaded. There's very little drama after another week or two. Like, we'll play OU in two weeks. Next week, we've got the open week thing, and it's, and it's in North Dakota State here. And then, but we go to OU. And then after that, now I don't want to say it's easy from there because that's that's the way you get beat. But, yeah, uh, but it, the trip to Morgantown, the Kansas schools, and and Baylor that's struggling this year, and the other Kansas school, you got to you know that's where you need to. But you know, all the best baseball is being played in crappy weather. Yes, and there's yes, no reason for that. Loaded, yeah. It and, ought to be and, just the opposite. It ought to be well, if not rear end loaded, uh, back loaded. Uh, sure. At least towards the towards the end of the season, then maybe give everybody an easy one going into the tournament. Exactly, and it'd be different too if this was a bunch of Cinderella teams that are good. Like if you go, well, we just didn't see didn't see that Jayhawks coming, yeah, being good or something. But you look at tag, I and mean, you look around the deals, like they're sending this schedule out. 
I, I love the balance of our schedule being home road, home road, home road. Yeah, I, think that's I like that. Better for fans and everything else, and better for the team. And I'd be that way. Be it, think it'd be great if everybody could have that. But our man, I just you know the only drama late the final weekend is OSU and Oklahoma. That's the only kind of big big series that's late, and that's at the very end. I mean, the rest of us are just going to be sitting around, you know trying to sweep our series and hope somebody gets upset somewhere yeah. else down there. Yeah, it's going to come down to where you're going to have to sweep series instead of just win two out of three. Cause... Yep, and Texas is, Texas took the first game last night in Stillwater, and so if they get that, if they get if they go up there and get that series, they're going to be, you know, two series in, mm-hmm. they'll be in a, in a very early driver's seat because they will have win, a sweep over us and a series win over OSU. And then whatever, you know, then we're going to be rooting. Heavy. And I really didn't think they were going to be that good this year. I know. But I did I notice know. that the highest ranked Big 12 team in one poll they put on the TV last night was like 17th. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, thinking this I'm might sure. be the weakest the conference has been in yep. maybe ever. Yep. I agree. I totally agree. And our, uh, um, you know, I it was down there talking with Ty Harrington last week down in Austin, just hanging out in press box. You know, and he was like, "I'm not sure who's elite in this league," and I said, "I'm not. I'm not sure there is an elite team in this league." Yeah, like we won't we won't have a national seed out of this league. I don't think. Um, you know, meaning one through eight, and I imagine our conference champ will probably be at probably there get one, yeah, nine and sixteen. But yeah, there'll probably be a host side. I. I this doesn't feel like a year where there's going to be two host sites in this conference unless somebody gets really rolling. Well, know, just, just so folks don't think we're gloom and dooming the Red Raiders no. is I don't know how good this year is going to turn out, but I see a bright, bright next year and the year after mm-hmm. if you can get some pitching when you go out and buy some pitching to go with <laughs> what's going to be an extremely talented because I think all of our position players, save one, I yeah. think are coming back. You're right. And they can and, come back like two years. Yep, yep, yep. And I think uh, the, 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 you know, the painful part about this is if I was saying, I might have said this with you on here on January. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe we talked about first Fitzwanson or something back then. And at that point, I felt like that we had four frontline arms and uh, because Jack Washburn was part of that deal. And then right right around that time, he threw a pitch and felt something up around his shoulder blade or whatever it was, and that, that was that. He's done for the year, like a kind of a Michael Walker stress injury thing or something in his shoulder blade. Um, and then they, uh, and then Blessy. Blessy was the guy that we heard about every time you would ask Tim mm-hmm. players, hey, who looked good, who looked good? Blessy, oh my gosh, Blessy, throwing hard, curveball, blah, blah, blah. First outing was outstanding. Second outing, kind of weird, and he left after four hitters, and that was it. Now, can he be he's back? Got a, yeah, he's got a pathway back, and I don't know when that'll when that is or what that's going to look like. I don't know that he'll grab the ball on Sundays and go out and throw ninety pitches. It may be once a week for two or three innings, but you know what? If they're really good innings, you know you can you can piece some things together and stay competitive in games. If you can have a strategic two or three innings from a Beckel twice on a weekend and throw in two or three more innings from a guy like Blessy and, you know, try to piece things together. It's not, that's probably not Omaha. Doesn't have Omaha written all over it, but you know, you, but they, they, what I thought was a pretty good pitching staff in January, losing two guys right up there near the top. 
this, you know, it's, it's changed it. There's no doubt, you know, tough deal. Yeah. Tough day. And I think sometimes we forget, but it seems like the last few years we've had more arm injuries than I can ever remember, but it may be just cause I don't remember very far back. Yeah. And I don't think, and I don't, you know, it's certainly not, well, they threw him 145 pitches that one no, game. No. And, you know, it's, no, there's they no caught, abuse they caught or anything. Uh, they do. I mean, they, they take care of those guys. You know, rarely do you see our guys get to a hundred pitches, much less, and, you know, and they're doing all the conditioning, and everything. It's just part of the deal now. And Washburn's injury, like, and I, I don't know enough about to be specific. I just had one of the people Jack told, told me that it's in his shoulder blade. So it's not like, well, he threw a million sliders and popped his elbow. Like, no, it's like a stress fracture or something in the back of his shoulder. I mean, like bizarro deal. Yeah. You know, it's just, but that's just the nature of the, and that's also why they would never stop recruiting pitching. They're never going to go, oh, we've already got 12. We don't need a 13th now. If they, they see somebody like that, like they're going to try to corral all of them. Yeah, somebody texted last night to me and said, well, luckily we got 30 pitchers on the roster. And we don't have 30, but we got we got plenty. We got a lot. Yeah. Let me ask you baseball guys a question here, kind of a trivia question here, and tied into the NCAA Final Four basketball. Who is the all-time leading assist man at San Diego State for the Aztecs? The all-time leading assist Tony guy. Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. How many do you have? How many do you average? Oh, man, I don't know. 8.2 assists. That's a lot, y'all. I'm telling you. 8.2 assists in 79-80. He died at 54 years old. Yeah, that's sad, man. And someone else said that he could, he could, have, uh, he could have batted 1,000 more times and not got a hit, and still hit 300. <laughs> well, he was special. He was right behind me in the Padres organization, and you never heard nothing but great things. Not, not, not just right. about his ability, but just as a person, as a as a human being. Hey, Gus, we got to go. Who's going to win the series, the next two games? Real well, quick. Let's hope, uh, let's hope the Red Raiders. Tech, tech. That. All right. We're going to sweep. Good call, like Gus. It. Good call. Thank you. See you, buddy. Good, See game. You Good luck today. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Love a truck sales. Cody Kenzie, James Kenzie. These are the guys that do the trucks for the going band for Raiderland and for the Texas Tech football team for the equipment. I don't know how they do that. Every year they do that. Those big old trucks. That's a big deal. The Kenzies are great supporters of Texas Tech and, uh, of course, all over this part of the country, people looking for tractors and trailers and new or used, whatever it may be, parts, they can do it all for you. they got a big service department, 26 bays, body shop, the whole deal right there at Lubbock Truck Sales. All right, good to have the Scoovenicks here with us today. Thank you all. It's yeah. kind of a big. We didn't know you for you. sure you were coming. We didn't know if, you, if your peanut allergy was acting well, up. I had a, an event this morning with the Texas Tech Parent Association. Oh, did they all come? What is the what is that? Well, it's um, it's a it's the parents who are involved in supporting the students on campus. Uh, they do all. So they don't have necessarily kids out there right now. They do. Oh, they do. Some do, some don't. Okay. Many of those parents never went to Tech. Um, oh. They they have so many programs for those students. Like if a student's sick, they bring them chicken soup. Uh, if they're out on the road and they have a car problem. All right. What if? What if somebody's wife's in Riodosa and uh, they don't have anybody to cook for them tonight? Uh, well, will they bring you a meal? <laughs> I don't think they go that far. Okay, all right. But here's, 
I think was want to be sure. The, they they honored faculty and students, and they had twelve or thirteen students there. And um, I tell you what, I couldn't have. Those kids are so great. They all stood up, told a little bit about themselves, what they were doing. And, you know, when you think of why we're over there, why that place exists, that's the reason. Uh, we have fabulous students. Mm-hmm. Where was, where was and the then, and those where students, was the And those students turn into people like you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But some of them make it. Kind of discouraging there blame, at the end. You can it? blame Texas Tech for <laughs> Yeah. So where was the meeting? At the International Cultural Center. Okay, I know where that is, over and, by the tennis court. And then uh, I was, you know, Gary said be here at 11. I couldn't find Patty. Couldn't find Patty. <laughs> she did was You, like, you didn't mention it to did, her before? I thought I did. Did you go? No, we talked about it at the game last but night. But he said so. 1130. Oh. That would have given me I time thought you to... went jogging so he couldn't find you. But <laughs> well, you took your phone. I found her on 33rd Street. John. I have to take my phone so I could listen to the TNA show. Oh, yeah, that's right. There you go. There and you she go. said she was so impressed with Coach Dickey. I like your interview with So Coach you really Dickey. did listen. I always listen. He's really uh, good, isn't he? Getting uh, Coach Dickey a nice one. He's very impressive. You know, when, um, uh, when when we began the search for the new basketball coach, a number of people reached out that knew Coach McCaslin from yeah. when he was tr- director of operations under Coach Dickey, and they had worked in that program, and they couldn't say – I knew Coach McCaslin. Y'all didn't call him ask me what I thought. Well, you should. Well, I, he played basketball with me. Oh, really? When he when he came, I got him to be on my church team at First Baptist, and we yeah. went. He played a whole bunch of games with us. He's yeah. a good little player. Yeah, really good player. I hear his son is pretty good too. He was. I met him yesterday at the Womble. He's a great guy. Everybody, uh, one person said he's one of those guys you wish you knew ten more like him. Yeah. How old I, is his son? I I think he's in high school. And he okay. has a daughter. Uh, he has quite a few kids. I think daughter's a freshman at Baylor. But Good. he is uh, very impressive. Really is. I'm really, really excited. And I think most people are, too. Well, I think we got it. I, I think we're getting there. Uh, you know, you just think, just look at our, Gary and I were talking about it early in the show, about the lineup of head coaches we have right now at Texas Tech. It is impressive. It is. I mean, top to bottom, everywhere. It's really good. They all kind of embody the same characteristics. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They love being here. Mm-hmm. They kind of connect with Tech and West Texas. And uh, Kirby couldn't have planned this better, have a guy win the NIT and then. No. I know. I, that's what we were talking about earlier in the show is I really think what that helped is it helped some of the people in Lubbock that were, hey, where's the big name guy? Well, this guy, you know, as they go through the tournament and all and beat Oklahoma State in, in Stillwater and, and – la- the semifinals and the finals, all the p- positive things that the announcers say about him and, and, and all, I think people are going, okay, maybe he is okay. Because, you know, a lot of people want to you know give the old whoever you come up with, we're again him, the yeah. againers. I don't think the I think the againers have been drug over. They just want big names, you know, that so many times. But the big names, they don't, they're not going someplace to stay. I mean, you can look at the big names, the people that have gone to big name universities. They've left there. Yeah, um, you have to fit here. You have to want to be here. Um, when I, I, I didn't. I, I want to thank Kirby, Dusty, Odiasi, Coach McGuire. They did great for the way they handled that search. And my only contact with them was through a Zoom interview. Weren't you on the committee? No. Oh, you weren't. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about that. <laughs> you didn't take some credit. No, I think. Uh, Kirby, Kirby's doing an outstanding job. They probably find someone better track record than me. <laughs> well, 
they could have you there and say, well, they, now Morris what committees like have guy. you been on? Um, What's the worst job you've done of hiring? <laughs> I'm not going to answer huh? that question. <laughs> How do you expect me to answer? All right, what's the best job you've done of hire? Who who do you feel like? Well, I, I was on that committee, um, McGuire. Well, I was not on the committee, but I went to every interview. Okay. But I, it would be misleading to take credit for that. Okay. But um, Again. Again. <laughs> that's not stopped me in the past. <laughs> yeah, just uh, go ahead. Now, what committees were you on where we hired somebody and you go, yeah, good job? Well, I was on the committee with Coach Adams. Yeah. Coach Wells. Well, that would make it. You would think Mark Adams would be the right hire. Oh, we yeah. were just we were excited about. We Mark. were. We really and you were. know what? He's a good man. He's a, yeah. These things don't always work out the way we. Were you on the committee with Stallings? Um, I don't believe so. Mm -hmm. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd almost how about Krista? About her. How about Krista? Say yes. Oh, you know what? I think so. I remember when we interviewed her. That's a good hire. I remember that. I remember interviewing her. Yeah. Um, you know what? Look, it's not me. You know that. It's Kirby and people who really know the business and the mm -hmm. field. And uh, it's I'm just kind of there for eye candy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have some good looking people in the room. <laughs> Who's that guy sitting over there? He's the <laughs> hair man. <laughs> hey. So, don't talk to him. We don't want him to talk. You know, but, um, <laughs> you know, we were mentioning Zaire, you know, uh, he reached out to a faculty member at Tech whose research is in peanut allergy because when he, okay, he had a nut allergy. And <laughs> it's much better. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, goober. He had a goober. <laughs> yeah, this is serious. That's good. <laughs> okay. So uh, I didn't realize this, the extent of how seriously Ill, Ill he was. Uh, he said he was eating some. Chicken with a nut stuff on it. Yeah. Peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut yeah. butter chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And his he had a reaction and he was in the hospital. What is Two he, months. Two months. Oh my gosh, he, from... he got down to like 140, 150 pounds. And uh he had just Who are we talking about? Zaire Smith. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. And yeah. so he wanted to he wanted to connect with this factor member of tech so they could do something to help other people. Ah, that's horrible. Oh, wow. I mean, that's a good thing he's doing that. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, in good shape now, and uh, it was fascinating. He's a, you know, he was here one year. I know it. Did he know he had this allergy? Yeah. Okay, and but he just didn't know it was on the chicken. And, that's right. Yeah, uh, you wow. get the impression from talking to him that we take a lot better care of our athletes here than they do in the NBA. Hmm. That was the first thing I said. I'm I thought amazed the at that. Sixers should have known. That he couldn't be around peanut foods, but yeah. they served this on the trip home. Oh wow! Well, be careful what you say. You might get a lawsuit here. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all for seventy-six. No, they're listening. Seventy-sixers <laughs> are coming after us. Well, that's good to hear that he's okay and, now. And you know, there's a guy who was here one year, and he still talks about how much he loves this community. He loves Lubbock. Yeah. Loves tech, and uh, wish he'd have stayed longer. Boy, he was talented. Let me read God. a couple of these because they're very insightful. Very. Yep. Dr. Skuvenick is a riot. He cracks me up. <laughs> and that's what you look for in a college in yeah. university president. The leader of your university. That's what you look Put for. A funny guy. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. All right. Here's a texture said, he, being ye, was on the committee for your mark. That's been awesome. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That, that's you know true. what? There you go. You, well, headed that, the, you headed the committee. I did. It was. Yeah. Uh, and it was a... Uh, 
there's three of us. And um, just three, just three. And we did not. Sh that was very. We were talking to people who didn't need jobs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't want to lose those candidates. And it, finally, when we showed up at uh, the Grand Hyatt on a Sunday night, we gave to the board those three names. That's the first time they'd seen them. Mm. And one president said to me, boy, you dug up some losers. And <laughs> he was joking. Oh, me. yeah. But after he met the first person, he said, that's the guy. I said, wait till tomorrow. And the next one was Brett. Mm -hmm. And boy, has he been a oh. breath of fresh air. And you talk about off the wall. I mean, that's not that's not your cookie cutter. That's right. Conference president. I mean, that's yeah, that's he, off the wall, and it and it's working. And he pushes us. We had a board meeting um, um, this week, and he has so many things in the works. And uh, he is very aggressive. He's always thinking about how to position the league, whether we're talking about adding members or getting more revenue. Yeah. He kind of annoyed the press at the Big 12 this year when he pushed them up in the, you know, nosebleed seats and that generated two million more dollars for the conference by selling those seats so he's going to fix that issue to yeah. a degree but he's always thinking outside the box yeah I, I i admire that so oftentimes i think outside the box <laughs> all right here's a very insightful texture says we need more than big name guy talking about yeah said we need good capital g capital yeah. o capital o capital d we need good guys like david and gary <laughs> and she said mr and miss skuvenick she meant dr and miss skuvenick <laughs> no no hey <laughs> you know that's true um and that's one thing kirby's done yeah. he's tried to get coaches kirby has very high principles yeah and you know that some big names reached out and uh we didn't need any baggage, and uh, they've been yeah. around. They've got baggage, and you know. Anyway, you know, you, you look at um, people like Coach Tadlock, mm -hmm. Coach McGuire, Kitley, Chris. Go down the list, Tom. Stone. Down the list. Just, I, I, you can't think of one. who's the worst one we have. You think? yeah. Oh, let's make a list. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it needs to go. A short list, just the three. Yeah, the three. Top three. They don't have to be in any order. Just the three worst. No, you know. Um, yesterday we had a, we gave an honorary degree to John Sellers. Yeah, I saw that. Cody Campbell got to give it to him. All right, now you big dog, you didn't come in our suite last night. You went somewhere else. Very street. But today, I think. Said Mr. Sellers, it's probably going to be in our suite if you want to okay. join us. Well, since he's there, I'll come. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You, you weren't That's game, what I'm were thinking. You? you weren't even going to the game until no. now. I, wait, wait, what time did we get out of there last night? I got out of there after we scored nine runs. I don't know what time. Did you stay with the finish? Did you yes, stay we did. Finish? And then some. And then some. We shut them oh. down. And then we celebrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a beautiful night for it. it was uh, hey, <laughs> uh, so when we got there, I was late getting there, fourth inning and. Ish. And I go up to Barry Street Suite, and he said, we're going to take the lead in the seventh. Mark my word. Wow. And so we were down six. And then we gave up a few more runs. <laughs> then we, yeah, then we got, yeah, got it. It was 16 to 10. Yeah. Bought yeah. the seventh, and we scored nine runs. He's pretty smart. And then he called that homer. He did? He yep. did. He said, this guy's going to hit a home run. And it went way the heck out there. So if you want to do some gambling, I suggest you contact Barry Street. <laughs> yeah. He may have used all of his savant energy last well, night. Well, he was That's on a roll. Wasn't that amazing? 
It really is amazing. Uh, Cam to call Warren him. was in the suite. His mother was there. Cam's mother. Cam's mother. Cam's mother was, nice did you woman. visit? Sat with her through the games, and she's very, you know, she's very baseball knowledgeable. And yeah, we got to where nobody could move their seats while we yeah, were getting all those right. runs. <laughs> yeah, you she, do not want to need. You do not need to go to the bathroom during we a rally. We had a yeah, few of us in there that needed to. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. No, that's he, right. He said he's never seen anything like it. Cam did. Yeah. The, uh, the, well, it was it was not it was just if you like runs and you like crazy things you know lead changes like that's just crazy yeah, yeah. that it, it, so it was the wind the weather and the pitching and the yeah and the umpire did you help the umpire any well I I never criticize officials I just asked him to use his good eye yeah <laughs> he kept throwing yeah. that pitch way outside use that good eye use that good eye. <laughs> Sometimes it's true. Uh, Dr. Skuvenick, next texter, Dr. Skuvenick reminds me of Dr. Cavazos, a great, everybody's using capital letters today, a great asset to Texas Tech. Well, I, I appreciate that. That's a good compliment. Um, um, believe me, I appreciate that because if you read my mail, it's not all positive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not? You get some negative emails? Oh, It's yeah. the world we live in today. It is. Well, you can't avoid it. Hey, but you know, um, I was talking to the Dean of Engineering this morning because yesterday we had a problem. We we put out a press release about a a breach of uh, information. An email conveyed student R numbers, but no Social Security, no HIPAA, and we're dealing with it. And um, he told me that he was getting, you know, notes from parents, as you would expect, and justifiably so. I said, call them. You... You call a person, um, like when we made the change in coaching, yeah. you know, people wrote some pretty nasty notes, and <clears throat> I said, give me your cell and I'll call you. And um, there was one guy who called me, and uh, he was a 30-year Marine veteran. And he said, I, my, I wouldn't be what I am in my life without the Marines or Texas Tech, and I'm so disappointed by what you guys are doing there. And we talked about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yesterday he sent me a note that his son, who was enrolled, was going to another school, is now coming to Tech, got a scholarship. Get that. That's ah. great. And he said, let me know how I can make a donation. <laughs> <laughs> See <Wow>. there? <laughs> so I, the, I told the dean, you call those people. Yeah, don't and, just write them a nasty email back. That won't do any good. No, no. But That's but, typically how people handle it today. They just, and they call each other dirty names. Hmm. It's never yeah. worked. Hmm. And nothing gets people more excited than athletics. And yeah. a peanut allergy. No, no, you're right. <laughs> you know See, what? It's not just me who hears that. <laughs> hey, hey, when I was a kid, I had a speech impediment. Oh, you did? <laughs> so, oh, my. So I'm very sensitive when you're making fun of my I'm speech. Glad, I'm glad well, it's better. <laughs> All right. Are you over it? You're talking, about, <laughs> you're talking about sporting events. New research has found that attending live sporting events improves levels of well-being and reducing reduces or, feelings of loneliness. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.